Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole? <laughs> It's a good one today. If you're new here, I feel sorry for you. But why not click that subscribe button if you do love a Reddit story? And let's just jump straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from Hallelujah3099, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Refusing to Let My Family Meet My Daughter After All of Them Dropped Out of My Wedding Upon Finding Out My Wife Was Pregnant? I come from a conservative Christian family. All of my family members were or are involved in the church and have church-based jobs. When they met my wife, they loved her and embraced her as their own. We dated for two years and discovered she was pregnant after we got engaged. Invitations were already given at the time and we decided to still have the wedding on date when my wife was five months in. My family were furious when they found out my wife was pregnant. They asked if we even still considered having a wedding. I said why not, but they were very upset, especially mum and dad, who said they've always been known for their decency and good Christian values and weren't willing to let this stain their reputation. As in my wife and I getting married while pregnant. They officially dropped out and refused to negotiate, saying it was done and I have only myself to blame for this outcome and should move the wedding out of town. I was hurt, so I tried to change their minds and check with other members, but my brother said he had no intentions to look like a joke in front of his fellow church members and dropped out. My aunt pretended to be sick and said she may not be able to make it. She's 100% healthy. My cousin said he had a business trip and stopped his wife and kids from attending, and my uncle cussed me out, torn the invitation, and kicked me out. I felt terrible with no family members of my own to support me and share my joy at my wedding. I even broke down crying after the ceremony. I haven't spoken to them for months and then got busy with my four-week-old daughter. My cousin reached out to hand me gifts and well wishes for the birth of my daughter, sent from my family. I returned everything. He sat with me on behalf of the family saying I shouldn't have returned gifts that were from my family who want to see and hopefully be involved in my daughter's life. He said mum's longing to meet her grandbaby and everyone else is wanting to visit soon to celebrate my daughter's life. I asked him this question. I said, wasn't my daughter the reason why the entire lot of them abandoned my wedding? He stared grudgingly as I went on about how they treated my daughter as something to be ashamed of and hide. My daughter at some point will ask about the wedding and I have no intentions on lying to her. He replied saying he guaranteed I got it all wrong and no matter what goes down between us, I can never deny that my daughter is their granddaughter slash niece, etc. And they're her family. He asked that I arrange for them to visit, but I refused. He kept pressing the idea, but I shut him down. My wife says I should let them come, but I still refused. Now, it's one of them ones where I like to step, try and step into the person's shoes. I know it's not always easy, and it's, it's definitely not easy, but trying to put myself in that, in that person's shoes and knowing I'm just about to get married, wife's pregnant, 
and my family all turn their backs on me and then want to come back in later on after the baby has been born and they want to be a part of the baby's life and I'm not sure I'd be able to forgive that my my whole family turning their backs on me like that and saying what was said and being cussed out and telling me to leave town as well yeah I'm not sure that's a forgivable thing and saying stuff like that they can never deny them seeing the granddaughter or whatever because their family and it's like well you know you turned your back in family when when they needed you to support them so absolutely I can't see how you'll be the asshole in this one maybe other people have a different viewpoint on it but I just can't see it but we'll start with Greek American Dom who says not the asshole let your family know that like a good Christian you're willing to forgive but they have sinned against you and God Jesus' highest teaching after loving God is to love everyone as he loves us, including sinners, non-believers, and enemies. Their actions towards you were not about love, but ego and pride. They were more worried about what others might think than simply loving you and your family. Jesus also taught not to judge others. That is the whole point of let he who has no sin cast the first stone. They certainly cast that stone. Let them know that you feel you have done your work to be good with God and have nothing to apologize to them for. Have they? Until they come to you with a genuine apology that admits exactly how they wronged you and sinned against you and your wife, keep them away. Finance Remarkable says not the asshole. Keep them away from your daughter. You are right. They are toxic. My friend has a similar thing happen, but let the family back into his life. He found out years later that the family would pull his daughter aside from when she was about four up until she was about 12 or 13 to tell her she was a bastard and a sinner. Awful stuff. He immediately cut off his family again when he found out but it really effed his daughter up for a while until he got her therapy. Cadence Quandry says, I personally think that they reap what they sow. Plain and simple. They ditched you as a family because of your daughter. Now you need to protect her from them. What if they pull this on her? What if she does something they don't like or they consider a stain on their reputation? No, they do not deserve to meet her. They ended that relationship themselves, not you. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I have in-laws who use religion to try and control and shame and judge me. I've walked away and I'm so much happier not being around any of them. So I know where you are coming from. Mystical Turnip says not the arsehole. Actions have consequences. They chose their church facade over being supportive family members. They ruined the relationship. Now that there is a physical, adorable baby, they want to play with her. Nah fam, you're still hurt. You have to give yourself time to heal, then decide if you want to rebuild a relationship with your family. Congrats on your little one and marriage. And one more from Grim Drake, who says not the asshole. I'd actually be worried if you didn't protect your daughter from your incredibly toxic family. You're absolutely doing the right thing. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And just a pre-warning before this next story, there's mentions of bullying behavior from the very title. So if you want to use the timestamps, please feel free to use them. That's what they're there for. Look after your mental health. That's most important. And our next story comes from The One Who Can Relate. Title, Am I the Arsehole for Calling My Stepson a Bully to His Face and in Front of the Whole Family? My stepson, Austin, 19, has a cousin aged 14 who has a burn scar, covers his arm and neck. Austin picks on him constantly with hurtful comments. Some of the stuff he says is, are you still able to make friends looking like that? Or how are you going to get a girl to go out with you when you're looking like that? And more. It's infuriating because my wife, her family thinks of this as a form of teasing, is okay, since that's his cousin. 
but I couldn't handle sitting there watching Austin treat his cousin like that. I truly felt disgusted as I have a burn scar from a truck accident, but it's concealed so it's not the same, but it struck a nerve in me. Plus my nephew-in-law clearly felt awful, but nobody cared enough to notice. I brought it with my wife and told her how I felt about Austin's blatant bullying and she called me silly for using the word bullying. He's just teasing his cousin as in normal stuff between boys. I said I won't stay quiet next time. He does it and she shrugged me off. We were at my in-laws having dinner when Austin asked me to pass him the salad plate. His cousin was right next to him so he tried passing the plate to Austin but Austin got grossed out and yelled at him to not touch his plate with his burnt hand. I was stunned and expectedly no one said anything. I told Austin that what he was doing was wrong, that he would never look good by making someone else look bad. That's what bullies do and he was being a bully. He was shocked and the family were quiet as I continued that that if he thought doing this stuff will make him look superior then that's a sorry state to be in and it shows how clearly it reflects on his own insecurities and he should find a healthy outlet for these insecurities instead of feeding his confidence off of other people's unfortunate circumstances. I said his cousin has no control over his injury but on the other hand has control over how he treats others. Austin couldn't even look at me and he got up and rushed upstairs. Mother-in-law followed after giving me a nasty look. Dinner was awkward and no one ate. My wife was highly upset saying Austin was just messing with his cousin but I said all I saw was mistreatment and an offender getting away with it. She said I still shouldn't have called him a bully to his face and in front of everyone then doubled down and said he has insecurities. She stated just like her family Austin was shocked taken by surprise and won't be blamed for no longer seeing me the same and that since he apologized to his cousin then it's my turn to apologize to him but I said I won't. They're both sulking. ETA I feel like I just had to put the following for more context. Mother-in-law said a couple of things. One, I, as in someone who's married in, shouldn't get involved in private family matters. Two, she suggested that since I was shamelessly willing to call Austin a bully in front of the family, then Lord knows how poorly I treat him at home and she insisted on taking Austin in. Hell no, you're not the arsehole and I'm so glad someone was sat there and has empathy for another and then called out that shitty behavior, man. And I'm really angry at your family and your wife for just sitting there and saying, oh, it's just a form of teasing. It's not bullying because bloody hell. Yes, it is bullying behavior. I just I'm trying to picture the scenario like a family around a dinner table and everyone's seeing this, this bullying going on and just not saying nothing. It just blows my mind that they're getting away with this almost like the boys will be boys bullshit and just let them get away with it. And not stepping into that that poor cousin's shoes and thinking how he may be feeling when stepson is teasing him in this manner. Wow, absolute hard not the arsehole on this one for me. But Sefer32 says, dear lord not the arsehole. How was everyone okay with this? Good for you for being the only compassionate or mature individual in the room. Edit, also a 19 year old adult bullying a 14 year old child. More of the same boys will be boys bullshit. (laughs) We all see too often excusing atrocious actions. And OP replied to that one and quoted, how was everyone okay with this? And says, I don't know why, but maybe because I was the one who pointed it out. And since my in-laws aren't fond of me, they're accusing me of being out of line and stepping into relatives issues. I put quotations because my in-laws always make it painfully clear that I'm not Austin's dad, but just a guy who married in. To add, they have a good relationship with Austin's dad, who is, in my opinion, a complete piece of shit. Which that comment in itself raised another question with me. Like, 
the family treating you like not real family and you're stepping into relatives issues and making it clear that they really don't like you in some certain way and you're just the guy who married in and your wife thinks this is acceptable i don't know why you're going around there to be quite honest the wife in this seems to enable a lot of shitty behavior and jock 67 says not the asshole but your wife sure is defending her asshole son Consistent Leopard says not the arsehole, you called a bully a bully to his face and as is usually the case with bullies, he couldn't take it and ran away. Austin is 19 years old and should be well aware that no one deserves to be treated the way he treated his cousin. You do not owe Austin an apology. Verminous Bo says not the arsehole, but your wife and her family are awful. Myo Bright says I am really wondering about your marriage if your wife thinks this is okay. Bum Dragon says so he can dish it out but can't take it. Mother-in-law did a great job showing her favorite. What would she have done if the cousin ran away upset? Not the arsehole. Lime Ray says and quotes, he's just teasing his cousin as in normal stuff between boys. And then says, ah, the classic boys will be boys. It's BS. Bullying is never okay because it's boys or because they're related. Your family sucks for allowing it to continue. Not the arsehole. And one more from Intergalactic Circus saying, not the asshole. So if Austin was doing that to someone that wasn't related, would they have an issue? Or is it just blood relation that throws all morals out the window? I would have a serious conversation with your wife and in-laws, explaining that you're also a burn victim so you know what it's like to have to look at that every day of your life. They need to understand the reason that 14-year-old hasn't spoken up, that it hurts him, is because he sees that his family isn't defending him anyway. So what's the point? Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from JennaBear82. Would I be the arsehole for telling my mother-in-law to mind her own business? My toddler has no designated sleep routine. Every time my mother-in-law comes over, she makes side comments about my toddler staying up late. Then she'll say, oh, I'm not judging, but seriously, it comes off as she is. I'm an insomniac. A couple of reasons is chronic pain and migraines. My toddler mostly co-sleeps, but does sleep alone in a toddler bed on occasion. I'm usually up with my toddler until around 12.30 to 1.30 a.m., or I put them to bed around that time and stay up until 3 a.m. or later. It's 5.30 now. The rest of the house is asleep, but we're quiet, playing and watching TV. Peppa, Mickey Mouse. My toddler is super smart and doesn't have any developmental delays, if that matters. We're sleeping to about 9.30 to 11 a.m. Hubby was glad he had a couple of quiet hours to himself yesterday morning. Usually my toddler will fall asleep for a nap in the late afternoon and will sometimes sleep for a good two to three hours. I also nap in the afternoon. I figure when tired, they will sleep. When not, they won't. On average, my toddler probably gets around 11 to 13 hours total sleep, which includes the afternoon nap. We keep our toddler home so they're not in preschool or daycare. Hubby and I are in a position to allow this sleep habit as unintentionally formed and we're not the least bit bothered by it. However, mother-in-law keeps bringing it up every time she comes over. Am I the arsehole for allowing my toddler to stay up? Would I be the arsehole for telling my mother-in-law to mind her own business? She started on it today and Hubby tried very hard to change the subject and redirect the conversation. He could see it was upsetting me. I'm annoyed because it's brought up every dang time my mother-in-law comes over and I've had my fill. Now, I know people poking their nose in constantly can be a bit of an annoyance, but I gotta say, I think mother-in-law does have a point in this situation. 
You say you have no designated sleep routine, but then go on to say that, you know, you sleep till like 9.30 or 11 a.m. and then have a couple of hours nap in the afternoon. It sounds like there's a bit of a routine in, in that sort of sense. And one of the thoughts going through my head on this one is like, what happens when the child needs to go to school? You've already set up a, a pretty bad routine for them. And from whenever I've seen like nanny programs or read about this sort of stuff is that children always need a routine, a good sleep routine in everything, basically dinner times, whatever. And it just doesn't sound like a good routine to me because of the whole school thing. When school does come around, they've got this routine of, you know, staying up to one in the morning, which isn't a great thing. But let's cover some comments to see what they say. And we're going to start off with Five Foot Philly, who says you're the asshole for doing a disservice to your toddler. They may not be in preschool, but what about kindergarten? Or are you planning on skipping that too? You're instilling bad habits that will make it difficult to get to school on time, let alone be awake enough to make it through class. Forget about mother-in-law. She's the least of your problems. Get help for your insomnia and get your kid on a schedule. Our children are not supposed to be hostages to our problems. And Ranglia says info and quotes my toddler has no designated sleep routine. Then says why not? And quotes again saying, I'm up with my toddler around 12.30 to 1am. Then says we're sleep until 9.30, 11am. This says, are you planning on homeschooling your toddler? Because if not, your toddler will have a hard time adjusting to their sleep schedule. And Nene C says, normally I would say mother-in-law needs to mind her business, but her nagging is coming from a place of genuine concern for a grandchild who is getting enough sleep, but is modeling your unhealthy sleep patterns. Not only is this going to be a problem when kiddo goes to school, but I doubt sleep quality is what it needs to be because the sleep cycle is so disruptive. Not enough REM sleep, deep sleep, etc. Soft you're the arsehole because I don't think you mean harm, but what you're doing seems harmful. Speak to your pediatrician about it. And OP did reply to that one saying, thank you. I guess the way I saw it was that they're basically on a schedule. It's just later than everyone else's. The sleep is consistent in nature. Pristine Objective says, no way your pediatrician or anyone else who works with small children would approve of this. Mother-in-law is 100% correct that this is a concern. You're the arsehole. And Three Hound Mama says, I'm leaning towards you're the arsehole. There is so much scientific evidence about the benefits of sleep routine and how the body's natural rhythms are there for a reason. What you are doing to your child is setting them up for poor sleep routines. If they've never been to playgroup or kindy and are sleeping through the entire day, how are they being socialized? How do you know your kid is not affected by these poor habits? I recommend you take steps to get some support for yourself and listen to your mother-in-law on this one. And we'll finish up with that bro Joshi who says everyone sucks here. 12.30 to 1.30 a.m. seems ridiculous for a toddler to stay up. That's not stable routine at all. And when your child comes to going to school, getting up early, I can't imagine trying to make a new routine for them will be easy. It's always better to establish a sensible routine early on so they're used to it. Granted, it's your kid and your choice on how to parent is no one else's business. But I don't think you're looking at the long run here. Are you planning to homeschool your toddler? Even if you are, they're gonna really struggle to snap into a routine for a job or union college, if they're allowed to stay up so late. And one more, because Opie replies to that, who says, since you asked, if they were in school or daycare, I would absolutely designate a schedule and adjust it appropriately beforehand, since they're at home all of the time. They're still getting the recommended amount of sleep for their age group and consistently sleeping eight to 10 hours a night. School is still a few years away. Since I'm up anyway, it doesn't bother me if my toddler is, since any lost sleep will be made up by the late afternoon nap. But my toddler isn't even losing any sleep and is getting the appropriate amount for the age group. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. And our next story comes from Lucky Number Slevin. Title, Am I the Arsehole for Stopping Picking Up Lunch Since My Manager Tried to Force Me to Go to a Restaurant That I Will Not Support? I currently work in an office of 14 people. Since I mainly work with clients in a different time zone, I come into the office a bit later than everyone else. Their office hours are 7.30am to 4.30pm. I am 12pm to 9pm. Because of that, I started to pick up lunch for some of my co-workers on the way to work. What started off as a nice thing for one to two people turned into most of the office giving me their orders. I had three rules. One, only one restaurant a day. All orders had to come from that location. Two, I would not go to two restaurants out of moral principles. These are forbidden restaurants and no order to them will be accepted. Three, your order will be rounded up to the nearest dollar plus one dollar. If your order was $7.28, it would be $9 for me to pick it up. Still way cheaper than any other service out there. Cash on lunch delivery or prepaid for the week will be accepted. For the most part, I had no trouble with these rules, except one co-worker and the vice president. They both want me to go to one of the restaurants that I would not go to. Every week I would explain I do not buy from that company. Every week they would try to get me to go there. Now this drama started on Friday. After I came in and gave everyone their orders, I was called into the office with a vice president and told that I am bullying and excluding co-worker from my little lunch club and must include him in it by going to the forbidden restaurant. I told them I would solve the problem, but explained that Saturday's orders were already in and Monday is when the change would happen. Well, on Saturday, after I dropped off the orders, I canceled the lunch club in a company-wide email, stating the facts that I'm being forced to add forbidden restaurant by vice president to my pickups, and I cannot, under my moral and religious fiber, I cannot support forbidden restaurant. So effective immediately, the lunch club is disbanded. And Monday, everyone is on their own with their lunch orders. I will refund any money that is left in the orders that were prepaid and to see me Monday to get your money. I do not pick up lunch on most Sundays, but half the office supported my decision and the other half is peed off. Peed off at me for stopping the service. It was a huge time saver and pretty cheap since I picked up the orders on my way to work for them. I never really made a lot of money off this, maybe enough to cover my daily lunch at best, maybe 15 to $16 a day on a really good day. Edits, this is an alt account for privacy reasons, so I'll reply if I have time to. And I think I may be the asshole, mostly due to the sudden stop of the service may leave some out without clear lunch plans. Some co-workers seem really ticked off because of it and also want food from forbidden restaurant. And we'll start off with Nit Sanity who says, not the asshole. They pushed you and you stopped doing the favor. Accusing you of bullying was ironic. As some people say, they fucked around and found out. And Math says, I think you were too nice to begin with by picking up everyone's lunch. Not the arsehole, your car, your time, and your boundaries. They are grown and can get their own food. Bobble Drew says, this is the category of no good deed goes unpunished. Not the arsehole, your VP sucks. Cat Got Your Tongue says, not the arsehole. They can go to the forbidden restaurant themselves or pay for delivery. 
Anyone that complains is offering to be the new lunch laborer. You did the right thing by ending lunch club. It's always a few that ruin it for everyone. Okay, Alkay says not the asshole. Your colleagues who are mad should direct their anger at those who try to force you to break your rules. They spoiled it for everyone. You were doing a favor. You're not obliged to do this. I can understand people being annoyed. They will have to get their own lunch now, but that's too bad. And you gave a couple of days notice so people have time to adapt. And a lot of people just going down the same trail of thoughts. But what is your thoughts on this one? Let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from Chris T. Dawn, 1985, titled, Am I the asshole for giving my family more than they bargained for when they tried being controlling? My aunt, 43 female, and I, 36 female, were always very close. So when she contracted COVID in May and ended up in hospital, she asked me to be a POA, which I assume is power of attorney. For three months, I was back and forth to the hospital, plus handling her life and medical care. She was incredibly sick, organs shutting down, tracheostomy to breathe with the help of a ventilator, so this was far from an easy job to take on. My aunt had six siblings. She's the youngest, she's only close to one. We call her L. The other five never liked her and never really bothered with her. I'm not close with them either. Backstory of religious trauma there, but I updated them regularly. None of them saw her or offered to help. Three weeks ago, she was flown to a hospital two hours away for more intense treatment. Two weeks ago, I got a call that she had experienced a catastrophic event and I got myself to the hospital as quickly as possible. They told me she wasn't going to make it. I had to make the decision to withdraw her life support. I called my family, begged them to come to the hospital and they all refused. My aunt L lives across the country and immediately started looking for flights. She passed a couple hours later. I arranged her cremation and the funeral service sent all of the documents as well as the receipt for the cremation to my grandma. Elle paid for the cremation. FF to now and I'm trying to handle her estate. Clean out her apartment and arrange everything that comes with someone passing. My family thinks there's money in it for them so they're refusing to hand over their death certificates as well as the receipt for a cremation that Elle paid for. They have said they're worried about how I'll handle her finances, even though they haven't had any concerns at all for months. They want me to do all the work to settle this, but they want a say in how I do it in every step along the way. The estate is a mess. She died without a will. Everything goes to my grandma by default. I was doing the work to settle her estate out of love for my aunt. My family being greedy and wanting control has made it impossible to move forward because I can't do anything without those death certificates they won't hand over. After months of caring for her, making hard decisions and being left alone with her when she passed, this pushed me to my limit. So I decided if they want control, they can have all the control of handling the entire estate themselves and cleaning out her apartment. I walked away from the responsibilities that come with the executor of her estate and now it falls entirely on my grandma and family. I feel guilty for doing this, but my mental health was already fragile. I have a medically fragile child on top of this. Am I the asshole for giving them more than they bargained for when they blocked me from handling her estate? Now, as some of you may know, my father passed back in March, sort of late March-ish. Um, I'm still dealing with like his estate now, having to jump through loopholes, not from my family or anything like that. They've been absolutely perfect with it, but just through the government and stuff, forms that you have to fill out. And it's absolutely ridiculous the length it takes, forms you fill out, and it's very, very stressful stuff. So I totally understand where OP's coming from, especially when you've got family involved trying to put roadblocks in your way and stuff like that. I don't blame you for taking a step back when they're being absolutely greedy, toxic people, in my opinion. 
But blank cassette tape says, not the arsehole, you should walk away now. Thank you for being a great human and helping your aunt. Spinner of Yarn says, not the arsehole. You should know though that anyone can get a copy of the death certificate from the county. If you need one for something you want to do, you're not stuck because of the vultures. I'm sorry for your loss. Opie replies, I'm in Canada, so unfortunately I can only obtain it from the funeral service. And they're telling me by law, they can only release it to a family member who signed for the cremation, which had to be my grandma as a next of kin. Alex says, not the arsehole. If they're putting up roadblocks, then you are right to walk away from the mess. That said, you could probably have gotten copies of the death certificate from the funeral home. They produce death certificates in my country. Plus the cremation receipt. I find it strange that your aunt had a medical POA, but she did not have a will. The two are generally written at the same time. Lucidity74 says, not the arsehole. You get to walk away from this, but have you considered getting an attorney to consult? The cost might be withdrawn from the estate. Death certificates should be available through your local government and there are services to help with cleanouts. As executor, you're entitled to a certain percentage of the estate to compensate for your time. You get to back out though. It's a good thing to see the full picture. Your family suck. I'm sorry. And one more from Abby Burb who says not the arsehole. They only want to be there when it benefits them. The only concern, your grandmother. Is she going to be strong enough to handle them all? Is it possible for you to take a temporary break and then give her backup? OP replies saying, unfortunately, my grandma is where my mother, aunt, and uncles learn this type of behavior from. I have a truly toxic family. They're all going to fight over her stuff like vultures, and it would break my heart to see it and be in the middle of it. My aunt and I got along so well because we both are respite from that type of behavior that all in our family engages in. And that just sort of cements it for me that, you know, you're right to walk away from this, mainly for your own mental health. Who wants to see family tearing each other to shreds over stuff like that? Absolutely not the arsehole to me. But what is your thoughts on this one? What are your thoughts on all of today's stories and your verdicts as well? If you choose to share them, I would love to hear them in the comments below if you have a moment of your time. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved today and getting involved with the channel. It really does mean the world to me. There's a playlist on your screen right now as I speak that you can get involved with and it just cycle through all our videos. I think we've got over 600 Am I the Arsehole posts as I speak right now, as well as other playlists as well. Thank you so much, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.